Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Kicking lifers out there, how we doing? Hope you're having a fantastic day. And just like the intro said, buckle up because here we go, baby. Another exciting Kicking Life episode. Today, we've got a gentleman coming to us from Coral Springs, Florida. I've known him for quite some time. And uh, just like things in life, you, you drift apart. We were both part of a martial arts organization for the longest time. And then we you know, hadn't seen each other in forever. And then lo and behold, it was, uh, I believe, 2013, we reconnected at a martial arts business event, and bang, uh, sparks flew. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, <laughs> it was good stuff. Master David Alvarez, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Very honored. Oh, uh, well, we're super honored to have you here, our, our fans and listeners, every single week we try and come up with some rock star that's doing some wonderful things, not only in the martial arts community, but uh, in the uh, in the world as well. We've had, uh, last week we had Master Christopher Rapp hold on, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar, Melody Schumann, Brandon Beliso, Chip Townsend, uh, Nicole Rich, and the punches, the hits, the right uh, hooks of reality, the round kicks keep coming. We've had Benji Molina a couple times, which is Yachty Molina. We're here in St. Louis, so big Yachty fans. His older brother. Just everything we can do to bring the fans, the listeners, and make our society, make our world a happier, healthier, and safer place to live with inspirational, positive people that are doing positive things. And, you know, it, it's, it's been too long. Uh, I should have had you on the show sooner. So my apologies there, but we got you now, baby. Wow, thank you. I'm, I'm in some rare company. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, so um, give, uh, give our listeners a quick little synopsis of what's going on there. I know you've got your second studio uh, recently opened up, uh, married man, yep. wonderful, wonderful person, couple kids. Give us a quick rundown yep. if you would. Yeah, we're, uh, we're trying, that's for sure. Um, so, you know, uh, we've got our, our main location in uh, East Coral Springs. Um, it's a 4,000-square-foot facility. We've got uh, almost 400 active members training here. Uh, we've got a full-time staff of, uh, three full-timers and five part-timers. And, you know, we just spend our days trying to, you know, trying to help people, trying to make a difference and solving, you know, whatever problems we can help people to solve, get involved in, like you said, motivate, inspire. Uh, we are uh, just about ready. We're not quite open on the second location yet, but we're building out as we speak, uh, on the West side of Coral Springs. And, uh, we've got one of our uh, full timers here that's gearing up to, um, to go over there and run that. And, you know, even just it, when I think about her, her name is Eileen, she's going over there to run that school. Like she's, uh, she started with us as a mom, uh, and enrolled her kids. And when, you know, when she enrolled her kids, she was in her mid thirties and, you know, now she's in her forties and she left the, um, marketing world. Never in a million years would have thought that she'd be running her own martial arts school. Uh, cause she, first time she ever touched martial arts was in her mid thirties. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we try to do. You know, we try to have that kind of an impact where we help people discover what their true potential and, and, and purpose is and, uh, you know, try to give people a platform for opportunities. And if they want to take advantage of it, they can. 
so, you know, that's what we got going on on the, on the professional side. And, you know, like you said, I've been married, uh, December will be 11 years. I've got a seven year old and a two year old. Uh, they're amazing. They keep me honest. <laughs> they keep me busy. They keep me, they keep me focused and they teach me a lot. So it's, uh, it's been great. I mean, you know, that's, that's it. Just trying, just trying to make it about other people and not about ourselves. Ah, fantastic. Well, um, while we're on it there, make sure you give your wife, your kids, your instructors, your staff, a big shout out, uh, on, on, on the air here so they can hear their own name. Everybody loves to hear that. So give them a shout out, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to my, my beautiful wife, Jillian, uh, like I said, uh, December will be 11 years, um, of marriage and we've been together for almost 20 years. Um, my two boys, uh, Jason is the older one and Brady is the younger one. And then I got my managers of the uh, first location, Hans and Shelby, and then uh, Eileen, who's going to be going over and, and running the new location. So, um, you know, they, I mean, it's all them. It's all them. I just, uh, I just stand around and look important at the, at this point, <laughs> they're doing all the good stuff. <laughs> and, and, and folks, you hear every single week with our guests, humility, humility, humility. And, uh, and we all know that we couldn't do stuff without our team, but our team couldn't do stuff without us laying the foundation and that positive aura that we set up within the academy that makes them want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And like you mentioned, uh, Eileen, it was in marketing, and 10 years ago, like you said, she'd never, uh, I guess she'd never take any kind of martial arts, and she may have been None. under the impression that martial arts was kind of punching and kicking, and, and that's all it was, but you have shown her the beauty of the life skills, the character development, the the willingness to serve others to make everyone feel better. And that's how we're making our world a better place. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's pretty special. It's, uh, I pinch myself sometimes. Um, you know, I'm surrounded by great people. Um, I, I mean, I certainly, like you said, I, I certainly do my part to make sure that I'm leading them and dedicating myself to them. But uh, they're certainly doing the hard work. So I'm very proud of them. Fantastic. And, and uh, you know, our listeners, our regular listeners know we talk about this, uh, the beauty of what the martial arts brings to the world, not only our community, but to the society and the world as a whole. And it's more than just, you know, wearing pajamas, jumping around, making weird, wacky noises and uh, yelling and yeah. screaming and breaking boards. It's all about creating a cultural mindset of being a good person to help out others. But that all starts with our yes. own personal humility. And of course, every week we've also got new subscribers and new uh, friends are downloading it. So our new friends that are listening for the first time, that's what we talk about here. The whole essence of the kick in life is not if, but when life kicks your butt. And, and I don't live yep. in the sunshine and rainbow world. I'm, I'm very positive, very optimistic, but world's a tough place, and it's going to kick your butt. It's going to hand it to you. And that's where we come in to motivate and inspire and empower you to get back up and live your best kick in life. So good stuff. Good stuff. Thank uh, you. Well, thank you. Thanks for being on the show, and thank you very much for all the positive things you're doing down south there. It, uh, it, it's, making, uh, it's making an impact. You know, uh, Kiyoshi Kovar had once mentioned, well, he's in, uh, where is he at? Sacramento, California. He says, so what you do in, in Illinois, or why well, I guess what I do in Illinois, and what you do in Florida, and what somebody else does in New York, that has a direct impact on what is going on with him in Sacramento. Simply because if they everybody's got a cousin or a friend or an uncle or a nephew or somebody, and everybody's on social media nowadays, and if the martial arts maybe in New York isn't up to standards, and then it radiates, oh, all you karate guys are the same. You know, it's not good. You're giving belts away. And there's unfortunately some of that stuff that goes on in our industry, but those usually kind of fade and the you know the when, when the uh, the cream rises to the top, 
we're seeing more and more authentic uh, martial art minded people helping make our society, as I mentioned, a better place by teaching the life skills, by teaching the character development, by teaching the essence of making a person a better person, not just a better fighter. So collectively yeah. all together. 100% agreed. That's, that's what it is. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm flattered. Thank you. Uh, so every week we always have a quote, uh, and, and usually not just one. I try and one quote that sets the whole show. And the one I found today, another one by my, uh, one of my favorites, Zig Ziglar, and it's, you don't have to know to go. Meaning, obviously, you don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to know exactly how you're going to get there. You just need to go to get started. And that kind of ties in on the quote we had last week was, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great and taking that step. And that kind of leads into, um, you and I are with uh, a martial arts organization for, well, on my end, it was the almost 26 years, and you were with uh, mm-hmm. probably around the same time frame, weren't you? Yes, yeah. I started in 88 and left in 09, so whatever that is, I'm not sure. <laughs> a bunch of years. Yes. 88 to 09. Somebody yeah. can do the Somebody math. Somebody can do the math, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, definitely similar paths, and I know we had uh, crossed paths at probably some different national events and this and that, and we'd seen mm-hmm. each other. But then, you know, as life is life, uh, you and your instructor kind of – parted ways in 09 there and uh um, i held on till 2014 however you were a very and when i we met in uh 2013 at the martial arts business summit i believe it was and it was it right. was just like holy smokes it was just such a great at least on my end a great connection and my heart was like oh yes here's another like-minded individual but you have taken that step you may did not you may have not known all you needed to know but you decided to go and uh, you took that forward step, and obviously things have worked out tremendously well, and you're continuing to add positive, not only to what you teach on the mat, but in the community as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I feel the same way. Uh, you know, when we met, um, I think a lot of people at that point in time, in that time frame from like 2010 to 2015, there was a lot of people um, evaluating and examining their path and their process. And, you know, decided that it was time to retire and, and move on and, and uh, expand into something new. And it's scary. I mean, I, I know that because I had grown up in that organization and then, you know, run schools for the, for, for the Federation that uh, my heart was very connected to it. So when you think about going and, and venturing off on your own and, it's, you know, it's kind of like when the, when the kid leaves the nest after high school or college and they've got to go off on their own. It's a, it's a scary thing and you don't know what's going to happen, but you know, I think if you, if, if you focus on doing right by other people and you focus on continuing to learn, I think that's one of the big things is that a lot of times we think that just because we're good people and we're going to do good things, that that's enough. In my experience, it's got to be coupled with education and it's got to be coupled with a real desire to continuously elevate. So I think if you're continuously learning, evolving, and not getting married to ideas and just developing, uh, like you said, you, you don't need to know to go. Uh, you just get started, and then you learn as you go, and you, you keep, at least for me, I've tried to keep myself flexible. Um, and uh, it, that flexibility and, and desire to help people coupled with the knowledge, it, 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 uh, it's worked out. It's worked out pretty well. Yes, it has. And uh, open-mindedness is something I talk about just constantly because it was something that I always thought I had, but the truth be told, 
and that's a big part of the show also. I, I spill my guts half the time and <laughs> say, look, I've learned this, do this, and this, do that. You know, I'm a human being who's made more mistakes than, you know, anybody that I know. But darn it, I'm going to admit those mistakes, share those mistakes with oh, the I, listeners in order to help somebody else know. avoid we, we those might, mistakes. We, you and I might have the competition for a number of mistakes. Um, <laughs> I know you said you, you've made more mistakes than anybody you know, but let me tell you. I've screwed it up pretty big in a lot of areas to get to where I'm at. I mean, I mean, I, I'm serious. I feel like, you know, like uh, if we all could go back in a time machine and take what we know now and put it into ourselves 10 or 15 years ago, I think it'd be very different. Right. So, um, well, yeah, I've certainly made my, my, my share of mistakes. Well, and the beauty of the humility being a number one and willingness to help out others, that is a huge factor of what we're doing. We're saving you know, some of these uh, newer instructors and potential managers and full-time uh, uh, studio owners uh, paths that we took that were the wrong paths, the mistakes that we've made, you know, but of course yeah. they've got to be willing to listen. And, um, you know, fortunately back with the organization, that was, it, it wasn't as open-minded as it would like to have been. And you were very instrumental because you had already left and helping me make that decision, which was a painful decision. Oh, wow. You know? I cried and uh, I lost sleep and I prayed and prayed and prayed for the right thing. And, uh, no, I appreciate your time. We spoke countless hours on the phone. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and obviously you, the humility, everything you and your wife represent, was all about you have to make the decision. I'll help you, I'll, you know, share with you on what steps we took and why we did it. And it sounds like we're speaking the same language, but you said to me, you're going to have to be the one to do it. But, you know, if you're going to do it. And so that's why you on the show today, you don't have to know to go was the perfect quote because I didn't know what the heck mm. I was going to do, but I knew I had to do it. And, uh, you know, my wife had been pushing me for several years to do it. And it, it's, it's all worked out extremely well. There were a lot of bumps in the road. Uh, um, it was you know, the hardship of me not only leaving, but, and you know, I, I don't want to say anything negative. The Federation was wonderful for the longest time, but I was a little hurt when I did leave all the, the yuckiness that was out there. But that just goes to strengthen my resolve and knowing that I'm doing much, much better to help out a bigger audience now than I was in the past. And I know you're doing the same. Yeah. Um, I, I, first of all, I appreciate all of that. Um, you know, it's interesting, like you, you don't always know what kind of an impact you're, you're having on people. And, um, you know, I tell my team all the time here, you know, when you see a kid or even an adult walking with their, with their head down and their shoulders shrugged, you don't know what's on their mind and you don't know what they're contemplating to do or not do. And when you go over and you just put your hand on their back and offer to listen and tell them, you know, positive words of encouragement, there, there have been cases where things like that have even saved people's lives. Um, Absolutely. So you, you, you never know. I mean, I'm, I, to be honest, I didn't realize that I had that impact on you. So thank you for sharing that with me because uh, it, it's pretty cool. I appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome, and then shame on me for not sharing it sooner there, but, you know, it would have just been a conversation <laughs> no, between you and I. Now we've got, uh, you know, the world out there hearing it, so that, that works out even better. How about that? Boom. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's perfect because it let me keep my feet on the ground a little bit, too. I don't know if, it, if you would have told me that five years ago, I would have uh, got up on my soapbox, so it all works out the way it's supposed to. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Well, and then you, you'd mentioned about education, and that's one of my biggest things I talk about uh, <laughs> probably more than anything nowadays, I share that five, six years ago, I didn't know I could read simply because I chose not to read. But the majority of the folks I was mm. surrounding myself with, you know, I was already kind of the square peg in the round hole. So 
I, I felt kind of uncomfortable to begin with. But nobody talked about Zig Ziglar and John Maxwell and Jim Rome and you know Chris Widener and Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield and all yeah. these wonderful, wonderful folks that are out there. They never talked about them, but they've always been there. They've always been there. But I, I, I just didn't know. And Melody Schumann, and I, I share this with her often, and we become extremely good friends, which I'm so honored and grateful for. It was her in 2012. Uh, there was a webinar with, with Champions Way, and she mm-hmm. kept bringing up uh, this Zig Ziglar guy. And I had never heard of him before. <laughs> and uh, she kept bringing him up, bringing him up. And as soon as the, the uh, webinar was over, I got online and bought his latest, which was one of the last ones that he narrated, uh, audio CDs, which was better than good. Right. And my gosh, right. from that point on, and I, I share this as a kind of, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, I'm saying, look, if I can do this, anybody can do it, but it just takes one small step. And that was the first one. I've got probably 300, well, not probably, i got 313 Audible books in my uh, Audible account are on my phone here, device listening to, and I've probably read over 200 books in the last five years, and then also the podcast and the YouTube uh, inspirational videos, and then attending, I, I, I don't even know where to start with all the conferences, but it's all about getting out there because you simply don't know what you don't know. And, uh, you know, a lot of yep. times, even though we talk about having that white belt mindset, you know, always willing to learn or the Socrates quote, you know, the only thing I know is I know nothing. We've got to apply those mm. things. We've got to be willing to open up and keep an open mind. And, um, you know, like Bruce Lee had mentioned, you take in all the good, um, you add your own flavor, disregard what's not there, and then you make it uniquely your own. And that's what I've tried to do in the past several years. But running into folks like yourself, a reconnection there at a, at a conference like that, and then talking and kind of giving me that encouragement to move on. And as you said, you never know what you may say or how you may impact somebody that could literally change, not to change your life, but save their life. And, uh, and mm-hmm. I know that what you did for me, I'm so very grateful, you and your wife, and then the countless other folks that you're doing wonderful things for as well. Well, thank you. And, and I was the, uh, uh, listening to you here, and I was thinking to myself, what a slacker, only 250-something books and all that stuff. What, what have you been doing this whole time? I know. I um, know. It, it well, takes, me a, it takes me a little longer to read. Takes me a little longer to read. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. I mean, that's 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 incredible amount of knowledge and stuff like that. That's wow. That's impressive. Well, and then the message to to, to everyone out there, it, it's I, I I've got a degree in kinesiology, you know, study of human movement. I was a PE teacher for eleven years, so I guess I could read because somehow I you know uh, graduated college and got my degree, <laughs> but I simply chose right. not to because in. Uh, the listeners here all the time and new listeners, you are a product of the four to five people you surround yourself with the most. If you're around people that yep. are, you know, aspiring to be better, to empower other people, reading, constantly seeking knowledge, they're going to propel you up because they're going to talk about those things. If you're around people that are whining, complaining, and the world's going to hell in a handbasket mm-hmm. and all those negative thoughts, that's what you're going to do as well. Yeah. It's who you surround concept, yourself with. Yeah, I agree 100%. A, a really cool concept that I was introduced to recently in the last couple of years is that everybody in their life should have uh, three types of people, um, a plus, an, uh, an, an, a negative or a minus, and an equal. So for we should try to have a, a group of people that we are a plus to, right, so that we help to elevate them. So that would be like us to our team members or us to our children. Our equal would be like our spouse, right? Our partner, uh, business partner. And then the, uh, the minus is like where we're the minus and somebody else is our positive. 
So it was a really cool concept, you know, for, you know, cause I think a lot of times I've heard where people say, you know, we want to surround ourselves with four or five people that are going to help elevate us. But I think sometimes I see people kind of take that a little bit too far and then they don't surround themselves with people that they can help because they're constantly trying to be around the four or five people that they want to be like. So really cool you know, thing that was introduced to me. I don't remember exactly where I heard it from. I wish I could, so I could give them credit. Um, but it, it's been a really cool thing for me to study in the last few years of my life where I'm always trying to be a plus and equal or, or a minus, be a minus to somebody else so that I can help other people, learn from other people, and then partner with other people. So it's, it's uh, it, you know, and then you, you start to figure out and sort where, where you belong in that. And it helps, I think it helps to keep the, everything balanced. Oh, does that make sense? Oh gosh, that's fantastic. That's a whole nother way of looking at things. And that once again, folks, right. open mind to do all those different things. And you're exactly right. I think that completes the circle or balances out the three-legged table, whatever analogy you like there. But, um, I think it was, uh, Denzel Washington. that says, uh, uh, Oh, I don't know. Help one and one helps another. You know, you've got two hands on the ladder. You've right. got one hand hanging on, but you're reaching down with the other hand to pull somebody else up. And that's the, the positive, yeah. the equal, and the negative. But you can't take both hands off because they'll pull you down. But at the same time, if you're willing to help somebody else, you can't have both hands climbing up too. That's a fabulous example. Cool. Yeah, I like it. I like that thing about the ladder. Yeah. It's, well, just, uh, just a different analogy, but the exact same thing. And once again, I, these are things I'd never – mindset was something I had never, ever heard of before. And, and uh, I'm almost – I used to be embarrassed to say it. But now I know if there's other folks out there and probably millions that may have never heard that or they, you know, have set in their ways or their digital blueprint or their paradigm is this. Folks, you can change yeah. it. you got to be willing to do it. And our quote today, I'm going to go back to it. You don't have to know to go. You just have to be willing to go. It's sort of like if you have a strong enough why, the how to get there will appear. But you have to have a strong enough why. And, you know, if your why is not strong enough, your will to quit will be. <laughs> and we all know that. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Because well, in in your journeys along the way, uh, there's been probably more times than you care to remember that you know there's that temptation of do I really want to do this? Why am I putting myself through this? You know, it'd be easier just to quit and give up. Am am I right? Oh my gosh! Uh, Yeah, let's just keep it. Let's just say that. Yes, you're a hundred percent (laughs) right. But that's the same story with anybody who's achieved any level of success whatsoever, and. uh, Success, in my opinion, and this is kind of the thing I throw at everybody, it's my right hook of reality. Don't measure your success compared to somebody else because you'll you'll be putting yourself down. Well, man, I I don't have a thousand students. I don't have this and that. I guess I'll never be that good. Because if you do that, you're setting a ceiling on yourself. And then on the other side, if you say, well, at least I'm not bad as this guy. Well, now you're putting somebody else down and you never feel good about putting somebody else down. So success is, am I a better person today than I was yesterday? Am I a better person this hour than I was last hour? And if the answer is no, yeah. well, there you go. There's your starting point. No, but I know I can right. fix it. <laughs> yeah, I think that success is one of those things that, um, like you said, when you start to compare, it, it, it just, you put yourself in an insatiable position. Um, if you, uh, I, I like to look at success like it's a building, right? So like if we call the building success and that building had infinite floors, it doesn't matter what floor you're on because there's infinite levels of success. What matters is that you got in the building, right? Because once you're in the building, you're successful. You could be successful at this level, at the next level, the level after that. 
but it doesn't matter what floor you're on. You're successful because you, 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 whatever, whatever you define success as, uh, happiness, uh, money, your children, your career, wh whatever it is, as long as it makes you happy and you're doing what you want to be doing and you're living the life that you want to live, you're in the successful building. And once you're in that building, you're there. Um, I think a lot of times it's just too, you know, like people just, they, they keep seeing it as, well, I'll be successful when, Yep. you know, well, there's always, there's always another level. I mean, you're, when you get to that level, something else is going to be above that level that you're going to recognize because when you're on this level, you can't see what's two floors up. You can only maybe see one floor up. So when you get to the next floor, your eyes are going to get opened to all these new wonderful things that are going to make you go, man, I need to be successful again. You know? Absolutely. That's, that's a fantastic uh, example. I never looked at it that way. See, folks, once again, bang. Listeners out there, you got smoke coming out of your ears. Is your brain spinning? Good. That means we're working it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, working out. Working out. Yeah, well, and uh, as Zig Ziglar says, you know, a lot of times people need a checkup from the neck up. And uh, uh, part of being in my, this is coming, as I throw at the, the listeners all the time, we've got the mental side, we got the uh, spiritual side, we got the physical side, and we got the emotional side. All those need to be in alignment. And I've shared before, I've been bankrupt in every one of those areas multiple times. And sometimes when one or two were where they maybe should have been, maybe the physical side was there and Maybe the emotional side felt pretty good, but then the spiritual and the mental side were lagging way behind. So I tried to work on all those and keep them in a balance. And there's never a flat line because I think a flat line, that means, well, what does a flat line mean, right? You're, you're dead, right? <laughs> yep, so we never exactly. want a flat line. There's always going to be a little bit of a roller coaster ride, just like the um and young, you know, with the South Korean yep. flag. You've got uh, yeah. the hot and the cold. That center line is what we're all striving for, that perfect balance of the harmonies. It's probably never going to happen. But, you know, that's also what makes the world interesting and what makes life uh, a beautiful thing. Because if it was sunny every day and we didn't have any rain, we wouldn't know what it's like to appreciate a sunny day. So that, that's a, you yeah. know, kind of a, a balance in there. I love that building example. That was fantastic. Fantastic. And then Thank it you. all goes back to keeping an open mind. You've got to be willing to, the only thing I know is I don't know anything. Open-minded, that white belt attitude, that white belt mindset, willing to learn instead of wearing around the belt that, I am the master. You bow to your bow to your sensei because I'm the master. Oh my gosh! There's right. too much of that in the world, not only in the martial arts industry, but in the world as a whole. And that's why we got so many people that are, are, are kind of set their ceiling and never going to achieve what they truly, their God-given purpose, what they were meant to do. And that's that that kills me. That's why I kind of have the show. I do everything I can to deliver that right hook reality and say, "Hey, you're better than that. Come on." <laughs> So, so a lot of martial artists are going to hopefully listen to this, right? Because we keep referencing martial arts and everything. So, I mean, We've got a uh, wide audience. Uh, the good majority of uh, folks I bring on are, are, have some type of martial arts uh, background. I've had uh, Century Martial Arts, uh, uh, Leon Rogers and uh, Jamie Goodell on, uh, I think, three different times. Cool. And Frank Silverman's been on as well. So that's kind of a, a big audience. But my goal is to expand it outside the realm of the martial arts community to let people know, Martial arts is more than that punching and kicking, man. It's all about helping you become the very best, your personal best that you can be to live your best kick in life. But go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> listen, I think that what, what you're doing is wonderful. And, and something that you stood out, that, that you said stood out to me is, you know, talking about bowing and stuff. And I know that that's like something that, uh, it's an issue for a lot of schools that can get hung up on and, um, 
one of the things that we try to do when we talk about bowing is obviously when we bow to our instructor or another person, it, it's the whole respect thing, right? I mean, that, I think everybody agrees that when you make a bow, you're showing respect to the people who are passing knowledge and wisdom onto you. One of the things that we talk about with, with our students here, um, and I'm, I'm hoping that this, will, that this could possibly add some value to some other programs for people out there running martial arts schools is, you know, we, we, think, we look at the bow also as being a, a physical act to help um, break our own ego down. Nice. So, you know, I, yeah. So every time that we bow, it's a physical way to show that we are actively trying to abolish our ego, because I think that that's something that's a big part of, of, uh, of life, but martial arts training specifically is, is when we abolish our ego, it opens us up to, as you said, learning how to read, learning how to go after more knowledge and information, because if you've got your ego in place, it blocks you from wanting to go to gain that information and that knowledge. So every time we bow, yes, we're showing respect, of course, but you're not bowing. Like I tell my students this all the time. You're not bowing for me. You're bowing for you. I'm not going to lose sleep at night if you don't bow. I'm going to sleep just fine. But when you bow, you're breaking your own ego down and working on yourself. And that's the real purpose of what we do here. So it's not about butt kissing. It's about, it's about taking physical act of uh, not just saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to work on my ego. Well, show me. You know, how are you going to do that? Well, a bow is a big way to show that you have humility. Um, and I think a lot of people, when we discuss the bow, I think a lot of people miss that, you know, because it's all about the instructor and, and you don't make it about yourself. Oh, that's fantastic. I never even looked at it that way. It's, um, we, we talk about the, the mutual respect for each other, but the humility once again, and I like what you said about chopping that ego down. And I wrote an article, uh, it's been a couple of years now for Dojo Nation Times and then, uh for another magazine as well, but it was ego versus humility. And I just based it on my own mm. personal experience. And I said, when my ego was high and it said, I never thought I had an ego, which goes to show how high my ego actually was because I didn't think I had one. <laughs> so that, yeah. uh, that goes without saying, if you, if you don't think you got an ego, <laughs> you probably need a reality check, but, uh, oh, but yeah. uh, ego versus humility. And then uh, when we left the organization, I kind of created our own black belt principles and by design, Humility is number one. I put humility on top as that reminder to keep that white belt mindset to drop because you can't have you can't have one you got one or the other. You either got ego or humility. And I'd share that if my ego was high, it seemed like I was, you know, broke in every imaginable way. But humility's high. Now I'm more successful, I'm happier, I'm healthier, I'm living a better life because my humility's high and I've checked my ego. The ego, you know, you hear the alter ego of superheroes. A lot of times that ego is more than that. At least it was for me. And that thing was a, a hard ceiling that was keeping me down by checking that ego. So that's uh, number one, humility. And then our last one, our black belt principle is perseverance. And I believe in that is because that's the foundation. Because when you get knocked down, you got to have that perseverance, that drive, that indomitable spirit, if you will, to get back up and say, you know what? I got flattened, but baby, I'm back for another round. And that's kind of, those are the bookends, humility and perseverance. And uh, it, once again, I, I got to give a lot of uh, thanks to you, sir, because you left and kind of, hey, you can leave this organization. There is life outside of this organization, and there, there's more than just life. Uh, there's, there's a lot of beauty out there uh, with a lot of beautiful people that have a lot of wonderful knowledge to share. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, it, do, you, do you like movies? Like, I love all the, 
like the Marvel movies that have been coming out for the last 10 years, you know, and um, I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't care at all about movies. I love them. I, I'm a big kid when I go to see these, <laughs> these Marvel movies. Sure. I have more fun than my seven-year-old when we go to watch them. He likes them. I'm like, I look like I'm the seven-year-old. Nice. But it's interesting that I bring it up because you had brought up, um, you know, perseverance and, you know, getting back up when you get knocked down. The reason that people love Rocky and the superhero movies is because the heroes fail. No, you, you, we can't resonate with somebody that is always successful. We, we just, our, our DNA says that's just not possible. So we don't buy in emotionally. And, you know, when we watch those movies, it, it, it's, it's the fact that they're failing and then they find a way to succeed that makes your hair stand up on the back of your neck. And, you know, just, uh, just one of the things I, a, a random ADD moment of mine just to share because Squirrel. I'm watching these movies it. with my, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, but I think that it's, I think that it's the same thing in, in our business. Like if we're not human beings and we're not failing and the people around us don't see us struggling and failing, they almost don't know if they should buy in because it's like, you're not real. Like even Rocky struggled. How come you're sure. not struggling? You know? And I think that that makes perseverance and getting back up off the floor very relevant for the people who we train and, and coach and mentor um, for them to know that we're human, because that's what makes it important when you get back up. Man, another fantastic example. Talk about the hair standing up on my arms. I, I usually get goosebumps <laughs> on the show. Um, now, I, I will tell you this. Uh, I had Karen Eden on about three weeks ago, Master Karen Eden, and uh, mm -hmm. she lit me up with, uh, I think I had more goosebumps on that show, which is the thing she was talking about. But you're, you're that you've got two already, so good stuff, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh man, I appreciate booyah! It. That's why I, when I do the, uh, the 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 podcast here, uh, I'm in this studio and it's a recording studio, but I can't sit. I'm standing up behind the microphone. I'm dancing around, and that's why I had a, a switch out <laughs> earphones when we first started here because I needed a longer cord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the producer's like, "What is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're in, you know what it is. You're, you're, you're in the success building across the street. So your cord's got to reach all the way across to that building now. Ah, look at that. Good tie in. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. With the superheroes over there, right? We've had our failures. Exactly. We got to work together to get back up. Now that's a great example. And, uh, I, I, I didn't watch a lot of, uh, or read a lot of comics and all that stuff when I was a kid. I, it just wasn't, uh, wasn't my thing. I, I truth be told, I grew mm -hmm. up on a farm. So any given free time, I was out shoveling horse poo and baling hay and <laughs> being the yeah. man of the house. But I mean, that was just it. It was what it was. But no, the, since these have been coming out, a lot of instructors like to go. So we'll we'll take them. We'll have our, our movie night. We'll go, you know, whatever the late night show is on Friday night or Saturday or whatever. And uh, and they're all into it. And I'm watching those things. And yeah, you're right. The superhero goes through adversity, goes through adverse challenges and defeat. And they have to have that perseverance. And that's what really connects. And obviously, love Rocky. Yeah. Uh, my gosh, that's why I always oh. quote the sunshine and rainbows and world's a mean, nasty, ugly place. Beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. So I love that. And that's, that's what he did. He, and, and that's a kind of almost a real-life story of what he did to uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, personifies his true character. Yeah, my brother is actually uh, an aspiring actor uh, in Hollywood. And my brother loves the whole story of Sylvester Stallone and his struggle to get the script uh, into the right hands, but then also to demand that he had to play the, part. Yep. the the role of of, of Rocky, and I lo I love that story, and I and I love Rocky. Rocky Four is my my favorite one, but uh, yep, uh, yeah, I, I just think we 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 resonate with people who struggle 
and go through a hardship and then they make, and then they succeed massively. It's what, it's what inspires us because it's the struggle that we relate to. We may not be able to relate to the success part right now, but everyone on earth can relate to the struggle part right now. Oh, right? absolutely. So, so that's, that's the part that keeps us going. Oh, without a doubt. And it, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, back to the, the Rocky thing. I don't know if you, if you read the whole thing about, Hey, he had to sell his dog <laughs> and mm-hmm. he cried and oh, cried yeah. and cried. So what a, what an incredible story that is. Fantastic. And, and, and is it, is it a rumor or is it true? I don't know. It, like I heard that he bought the dog back for like a, a lot more money five than what grand. he sold the dog for. Sold it for 50 <laughs> bucks and bought it back for, I think it was five grand. And, and folks, you can kind of fact check that if you will. And, you know, hit me up online and let me know on our social media channels if I've got my numbers wrong. But I thought it was 50 and then he bought it back for five grand. It could have been more. But uh, crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he just goes to show you what, what matters and, and what you're willing to put in for what matters. And thankfully, he became successful enough that he could write that check. So. <laughs> yeah, buy his dog back. But uh, well, once yeah. again, that was another example. I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, you don't have to know to go. He just knew what he wanted and his why was strong yep. enough. And he took that first action, actionable step. And it kind of gets back to something you mentioned earlier about when, you know, students are feeling down and you just give them the attention. You go and talk to them and you're sincere. You don't have your phone. You're not looking at text. You're not doing this and that. You have given them one-on-one attention. And the same thing, I, I talk to folks all the time about their kids. Put that darn device down. And I say it mostly so I can remind myself to do it. So I'm not a hypocrite telling them to do it and I'm, <laughs> I'm not following through. So it's a good reminder to myself. But put that device down and spend that quality time with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones, with that kid who's having a tough time at the studio, because you never know what kind of impact you're going to make. And this uh, story I just shared yesterday, it, it's, it's, it's old as old can be, you know, one small pebble in the, in the pond of the ripples that come out. But man, we need more and more of that. Just smiling at somebody who may be having the worst day ever. You don't know. But by you smiling at them or having one of our kids that we've taught and trained and conditioned to say please and thank you and hello and make eye contact, maybe they're at the grocery store and this checker's having a horrible day, but this one of our students goes up and says, hi, ma'am, how are you today? And that lady, whoa, boom, just kind of snaps her out of that yeah. little funk she's in. So now maybe the rest, the next person she goes, says hi to, maybe they were having a bad day. And then it passes it on down, kind of pay it forward on down the line. I think what happens is inevitably you run into somebody that's grumpy and you're like, oh, and you get derailed. But think of all the impact that you made along the way there. I think oftentimes we forget about that. I know with the business side and uh, starting your second location, there is a lot of stress involved there. And sometimes uh, <laughs> you get derailed and you forget about all the good you're doing. So it, it's, it's always good. I'm going to remind you the wonderful things you're doing and uh, keep doing those things because you're making an impact. You know it but I'm here to remind you of it. And folks, you out there as well, that simple little smile, you may not think it's meaningful. That person you let out in traffic, even if they don't wave, think about the reason you let them out. Did you let them out for the wave or did you let them out because it was the right thing to do? So pay it forward, baby. Absolutely. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Very welcome. So what else we got going on and uh, with with, with the studio and the growth and uh, uh, some new things maybe you want to share with the listeners here that you think would leave a resounding impact with them. We got about 10 minutes left on the, uh, on the dial here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't, I mean, give me, give me something specific that you would want to know about what we're doing or talk about. I mean, we, we, we always have a lot of things going on. So sure. what do you think? I mean, what, what has been, has there been any kind of topic that's been coming up 
repeatedly in your in your podcast regarding regarding this this topic? Well, the uh, um, anything that you uh, and it could be, and I often am guilty of this. I think well, I don't want to talk about that because everybody's talking about it. Who's everybody? <laughs> so right. I just like to anything that you might be doing right now. You know, maybe right now our Matt chats are the ABCs of conflict of uh, avoidance. And then we're going to move into October's Bullying Awareness Month, and we're doing speeches at the schools and all the little things that kind of tie everything in together. Here uh, in our town right now, this month, it's uh, and you may have realized this, I did not, that September is Childhood Cancer uh, Month, or, you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but September is actually gold for children. Uh, and up until like five mm-hmm. years ago, I had no idea. You know, we always wore the pink belts and the pink headbands and did everything we can. And, and breast cancer awareness needs as much awareness being brought to it as possible. But, man, right. you know, we deal with kids. And September is, is Childhood uh, Cancer Awareness Month. I had no idea. Right. But we got an event going on this month in our town called Paint the Town Gold. And uh, local community or the, the local businesses and everybody's contributing to that. Matter of fact, next Saturday, we're doing a huge demonstration for the Paint the Town Gold. Uh, 100% of our concession sales. And every month they go to some different charity, but this month it's going to the Paint the Town Gold. So that's kind of the thing we're doing this month. I didn't know if you had something special that you're doing this month uh, at your academy. Um, well, interesting. Uh, interesting enough, um, we we have a, we always try to have a lot going on. Um, so we've got the usual stuff like we got our parents' night out, but we're gearing up for a big tournament. Uh, for us, the charity stuff that we like to do because you, you obviously just brought up you know, the charitable stuff. We do a lot of big things around the holiday time, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas time. Um, so right now we've just got our tournament going on. We're trying to open up the second location and get that built out, um, get my people trained up for that. But we're going to, uh, two big things we've got coming up is the fundraising we do for Miami Children's Hospital. So we put out a big tree in the lobby and you know, my team decorates it very, very well, and I'm glad they decorated it and not me because it would look, uh, <laughs> it, would, it would not be good. I know what my strengths are and what they're not, and decorating a tree is not one of my strengths. Um, that's what I have uh, Shelby, my assistant manager, for. She loves that stuff, and she's really good at it. Um, but what we do is we ask all of our members to just, you know, bring in some toys. And interestingly enough, for the last few years, we have actually had four to five big like you know suburban size vehicle full like we literally they have to bring literally a small convoy to our school to pick these toys up and bring them to miami children's hospital and they go to the uh terminally ill uh children who you know speaking about cancer month and stuff like that like who are dealing with cancer and leukemia and you know god forbid these these terrible things and, you know, my, my school comes together and we, we bring them five trucks, five big SUVs full oh. of toys to, to give it to them. And I'll tell you something, it's uh, when you see those kids get those things and you know what they're dealing with. And they, I mean, I'm getting, I'm trying not to get emotional right now. But get emotional, it, baby. You got me goosed up again. Good when, job. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, when you're in that room and you see those kids get that toys, man, I'll tell you, there's nothing else that matters. I mean, nothing matters. It doesn't matter if you got to make payroll the next day and you're short is rent, you know, your bills, your problems. It's like, you don't have problems. You know what I mean? Like when you're sitting there and you watch that, you don't have problems anymore. 
And uh, so that, uh, that's something that I'm very, very proud of that, that our team does. And then, uh, then we also like to throw a big student appreciation party. In years past, I, I've actually rented out uh, our local bowling alley. And I, I rent the whole bowling alley for a Sunday evening. Like, that's it, just our people. So I rent the whole thing. I take everybody there. We, we go bowling. We celebrate. We celebrate the fact that we just came together and brought all these toys you know, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of toys. And I take everybody there and we go bowling. We have uh, chocolate fondue fountains for the kids to get dessert and pizza and salad. And everybody bowls, arcade games, plays pool together all around the holiday time. So, you know, that's, uh, that's the two big things that require a lot of planning on our part that we're gearing up for towards the end of the year, oh. in addition to the normal stuff. That, so. That's huge. That is huge. And, uh, yeah. Uh, standing here, goosebumps, thinking about those kids receiving those gifts. And, and like you said, I think that's a great point because everybody's like, well, I've got bills, I've got this. Well, everybody's got those. Everybody's got their own problems. Mm -hmm. But as, uh, mm -hmm. um, as you had mentioned, when you're giving a gift to this child who's you know, fighting for their life, you forget mm -hmm. about your problems. You're focused on what you're doing for them. And Tony Robbins talks about that a lot. How you alleviate um, all your worries and stress and anxiety is by doing for others. And I know other people, some people mm -hmm. may say, well, I've got to worry about my, yeah, you've got to worry about your other things, but here's the deal. If you're trying to solve a problem and your mind spinning and spinning and spinning because it's all focused on me, 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 and we live in right. a whiff of, you know, what's in it for me society. But if you do something for somebody else, boom, that trigger, you're you, suddenly not thinking about your problems. And after it's over, you feel so good. I almost guarantee you'll find a solution for the problem you're having because you're thinking clear now. I, I could not agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. You get what you want out of life by helping other people <laughs> get what they want first. Uh, That's it. But my favorite. You help, you, you, you help other people get what they want, and what you want will come. That's, and, and the listeners hear this just about every single week. The, my all-time favorite Zig Ziglar quote, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. Boom! There's that That's right into reality. Yep. Man, there it is. Yeah, feeling good. I'm feeling so, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one of I, one of the things that you had uh, brought up before was, uh, you know, talking about the school, the systems, what do we got going on and stuff. And then something came to me right before we started talking about uh, September and Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. I posted something on Facebook. Maybe you saw it. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But I posted on there that I've been speaking to a lot of studio owners lately. And I actually did some coaching and consulting a couple of weeks ago with, with a lot of studio owners. And, um, I've, I've noticed that there's been a big trend of like, Hey, really work on your school, work on your systems, drill down, make sure that everything is operating at a high professional level. Right. Yep. So then now it's been four or five years. All these school owners have upped their systems. The, the industry is becoming more professional. Everyone's doing a better job. And now we're, they're, they're coming back in and saying, well, I'm, I haven't grown in the last two years. We experienced a lot of growth. And one of the things that we've been talking a lot about is that you have to continuously up your system. You, you can't yep. build some, you have to be a tinkerer, you know, um, you, you, you build something great and that's good. And it should run like a system. But if there wasn't anything as, you know, no such thing as tinkerers, we wouldn't have the iPhone. Right. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have. You know, our cars would still be being pulled by horses. It wouldn't have indoor you know? plumbing, right? <laughs> exactly. Just because it was so, good I mean, yesterday doesn't that, mean it's good tomorrow. Bingo. And that's been a big thing, I think, that a lot of people are getting fixated on because they put so much heart and effort 
into creating some kind of really good, and it's a good system. Don't get me wrong. It's good. It works, but it's only going to work to a certain level. And if you want to go to the next level of success in that building, you got to recognize, you know, that you've got to, you got to go back to the drawing board and you got to install navigation in that car and put Bluetooth in that car. It's not just good enough that it drives anymore. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's got to have all the bells and whistles. So martial arts school, the same way. How, where are we installing Bluetooth? Where's the navigation in our schools? Where's the magnetic ride? Where is the, uh, the, the upgraded leather? <laughs> and I look at a martial arts school that way. Like we got to keep finding ways to make it better. You know, we can't just say, hey, look at this wonderful system we developed 40 years ago and keep running it. We got to keep getting better. Man, fantastic. And I'll tell you what, we're just going to have to have you on another show so we can go into in-depth detail about that. I'm getting a look from the producer that we're closing in on the last minute of the show. Uh, we're, we're, sure. we're kind of prepping because uh, hopefully in two or three weeks we're going to start going live uh, with our show. Yo Radio has picked us up, which is fantastic. So we're kind of practicing now to be wow. done at the 50-minute mark. So I'd say what, we've got one minute left. I'll let you please tell people how to find you on Facebook and how to look you up. And then uh, we'll, if it's good with you, we'll have you back on another show. Does that sound okay? I would be honored. And congratulations on getting picked up. Thank you, sir. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, it's David Alvis. Uh, you spell the last name A-L-V as in Victor A-S. And, uh, you know, just anybody wants to friend request me, just if I don't know you, just friend request me, shoot me a little private message saying, Hey, I heard you on the, uh, on the Rich Grogan kicking last uh, podcast. podcast. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Kicking last podcast, light hooker reality podcast. Right. Yep. And, uh, just hit me up. And, uh, my, uh, my two schools are USK karate. A lot of people ask me like, why do you have USK karate? It stands for U United States, Korean karate. Awesome. Everyone thinks it's like karate, karate, <laughs> so, karate, no, karate. USK. Yeah, it's uh, U.S. Korean Karate, USK Karate. So they can they can search us there on the web and uh, Facebook. Hit me up personally. Any way that I can be of service, it's my pleasure. Oh. Well, sir, thank you so very much. I know time is the most sacred commodity on the planet. The fact that you took time to be with me today, to be with our listeners today, I am so very grateful and thankful. Um, great, great stuff. All right, listeners, well, as always, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day. You know, I'm going to give everything I've got. I'm going to spill my heart out. I'm going to do what I can to have the best guests to bring the best information to help you live your best kick in life. All right, folks. Well, until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.